Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Adventures of one obsessed nutrition coach on a mission to create a world where food makes you better. Today, guys, we are continuing talking about this book that I'm super obsessed about. And if you are someone interested in the psychology of our eating behavior or basically learning more about how we eat, why we eat, the way we eat, and um, also if you are interested in changing your food behavior for life so you always reach your health, nutrition, and weight goals. So this book is for you guys. It's written by PhD with a lot of stories. It's an amazing read. So Mindless Eating why we eat more than we think. So that's the book. Today, um, we're going to talk, well, I'm going to tell you actually a few stories. And uh, also we'll talk about a few things, a few tools from the book, tools that you can use to modify your food, your eating environment, not just yours, uh, but maybe also people you love, your family, your kids, your spouses who might be struggling with health or weight issues and eating better for them would change a lot in their life. So without further ado, let's just start. You know, the first thing I'd like to talk uh, about is uh, variety. In the book, Mindless Eating, they talk about how variety of things makes us eat better. And that is... uh, from what scientists understand uh, is that variety makes sense because in natural world with variety of foods like variety of vegetables of fruit of meats of fish with more variety comes more nutrients and the more nutrients we have the more chances we have to get all the essential vitamins and minerals you know and fatty acids and proteins and carbohydrates are all that we need so more variety means more health but in our twisted food environment, uh, we have a variety of things like M&Ms of different colors or all sorts of cookies and chocolates and all this variety that is uh, that comes in all imaginable and unimaginable colors and flavors. Uh, all this variety makes us eat more of stuff that is not in our best interest uh, and doesn't promote more health or more energy or more vitality. But we still have this urge this, I don't know, feature of our brain that more variety is always better. And so in the book, there is this story about the experiment they did with real people. And by the way, guys, in the book, it is repeated several times that we people, we all think that we are so smart and actually we are not that smart and we are easily fooled. And so in the book, they offered people, the same people, uh, M&Ms with different colors that have the same flavor and then they put in the other bowl for um, another part for the other part of the experiment they put the M&Ms of the same colors and in every single time people would eat more uh, by a certain percentage from the bowl where there were different colors of M&Ms even though the taste was completely the same uh, so people would always eat more of things that come in many varieties than of the same things. So in this 
particular case more colors of different M&Ms means you're gonna eat more of those than uh, M&Ms of the same color. Uh, so if you want to stop eating certain snacks, then make sure, or certain desserts, then make sure that you don't have a lot of variety. Like for example, another story, a uh, real uh, life story, in Google, in cafeteria, to make people eat less desserts, um, these days uh, they don't serve a lot of variety of desserts. They usually serve one, maybe two desserts of the day. Because they also learned that the more variety you offer to people, the more people eat. So now they have less variety, one dessert instead of many desserts. That's how they use it in practicality to improve people's eating habits because they are interested in healthy employees, not employees who eat a lot of sugar and other stuff, but they also don't want to limit uh, completely the choice. So they make the, they do this uh, alternatives uh, offering just one dessert instead of many desserts, for example, right? You can also use it for good to improve your own eating habits and the eating habits of maybe your spouses or your kids or your boyfriends or your girlfriends, uh, uh, whoever it is, you can influence food behavior and of course your own behavior too. So for example, how can you make yourself eat more vegetables? So like maybe carrots, you know, carrots is my favorite thing because it's kind of has, you know, sweet taste. And if you eat it raw and if you eat whole carrots, it's very hard to overeat. Uh, it's a lot of fiber, uh, very little absorbable sugars and carbohydrates in raw carrots specifically, and a very convenient um, and delicious and fun snack. So if you want to eat more carrots, and if you want to make your kids eat more carrots, don't buy just one color and one size. Instead, uh, buy some uh, organic, you know, hail room carrots that come in different colors and maybe even cut them in different pieces. And so that actually will make you uh, to want to eat more carrots and also it will do the same for kids and your spouses. Also, for example, when you cook vegetables, um, don't buy, uh, for example, my favorite uh, thing to do when I want other people around me to eat more cauliflower, for example. Instead of buying one color, I buy many colors. So I buy purple, I buy yellow, I buy um, white and I buy some broccoli so it's like four colors already and people want to eat more of that. Also I add spices like curry spice that has this orange yellow golden color then I add some paprika that has that uh, bright red color and you add all of this and people think oh you know it's uh, people just uh, get excited about that food so add as much color as possible to healthy food maybe instead of buying uh, one piece of fruit, or not one piece of fruit, but maybe instead of just putting a lot of apples on the dinner table or, you know, whatever is in the middle of your kitchen, uh, to promote eating more fruit among your kids instead of other snacks. Maybe instead of buying, you know, just apples, buy a few pieces of different kinds of fruits, uh, maybe apples of different sizes and colors, and that will make them more desirable. So that's how you use variety for good. And when it comes to desserts and snacks, don't have a bunch of them. Have just uh, uh, 
one kind and that will decrease the consumption and even if it's by you know some percentage it still matters at the end of the day like we talked yesterday about mindless margin if you manage to eat 100 200 calories um, a day every day less by maybe eating just one variety of uh, I don't know not uh, then by the end of the year you're gonna lose somewhere around uh, 10 pounds without even noticing it so those things matter guys and that comes to nuts too for example if you are someone who always buys a mix of nuts it might be, you know, if you buy just one kind of nuts, uh, like maybe uh, just macadamia instead of macadamia and pecan and uh, cashews and everything, don't buy mixes, buy the same nut. And it's, I can also attest, guys, that it works. For me, it works too. When you buy a whole bunch, a whole mix of different nuts, you will eat more than if you buy just one nut because there is such thing as taste or flavor specific satiety. So basically when you eat the same thing, your body will tell you much faster than you had enough than if you switch uh, from one thing to the next thing to uh, something else. So that's also, when it comes to variety, that's why also mono diets work. Like if you eat the same foods, uh, your body will tell you at some point, uh, you know, stop eating because I don't want that anymore. And that also works, also proven by studies. So variety, use it for good and um, try to modify your food environment so it doesn't work against you. Uh, the next concept from the book that I'd like to talk about is stealth health or basically uh, masking healthy food into your unhealthy eating routine or fooling yourself into eating healthier foods instead of unhealthy foods. So what am I talking about here? To uh, give you an example and help you to understand the concept better and how you can use to improve your eating habits and eating habits of people around you. Um, so uh, when, I, uh, when I'm staying with my parents, I often cook for the whole family, um, vegetables and meats and everything. So, and my whole family means uh, my father and my mother. And they, they, they work still and what happens usually during the day I cook a huge meal and then at the end of the day they come and they um, eat what I cooked during the day. And so um, there was a few times when I would cook shirataki noodles and shirataki noodles guys, they um, when you buy good ones, they look exactly as noodles if you cook if you cook them with something and they come in different shapes, but they're made from cognac root that has, um, it is basically a root that has a lot of fiber, gut fiber that feeds our gut bacteria, but it has almost, besides fiber, it has almost no calories, no carbs, no protein, no fats. It, it has basically nothing besides the fiber. And so a lot of companies make noodles, rice from them, a lot of things. Um, uh, and so a few times, uh, instead of uh, noodles, I never cook actually noodles. Uh, I cooked this shirataki noodles with some vegetables, some spices and herbs, some uh, fish or seafood. Um, I did it a few times. And at the end of the day, I asked uh, my father specifically because I'm trying to improve his habits as he has some um, health issues. Uh, I asked him, 
how was dinner? And my father said, um, you know, finally, Angela cooked some real food, and by real food, he meant noodles. And he said that he really loved dinner, and uh, yeah, it tasted amazing and everything. And he never actually figured out that those were not shirataki noodles, and he ate uh, basically very low-carb um, meal, because the the other carbohydrates came from um, broccoli or some other vegetables that I cooked with and there was fish and that's it. And so the point of this story, guys, is that if you don't tell people uh, what you actually cooking, like um, using shirataki noodles instead of regular noodles or using cauliflower crust pizza instead of wheat crust pizza, if you don't tell people, if you give them um, well-made coconut yogurt instead of their regular yogurt and you just take the labels away or tell them that you made it yourself from milk, um, if, you tell, if you don't tell people what you actually put in their food, a lot of times they would have no clue what is an actual food. People think, we think that we are smart about that, but we actually are not. And a lot of taste, a lot of flavor, um, whether we like food or not, comes from what we know about that food. Another interesting example that is also from the book, and it, it is an actual study. Uh, so they they invited you know people for a study in, in that institute where they do all these food studies. Uh, it's somewhere in the US, um, I forgot the location. And uh, so they told them they gonna that that people will evaluate different taste different brands of strawberry yogurts, strawberry yogurts, right? And for the purpose of the experiment, they needed to turn the lights off so people don't see what they actually eat. And um, they told people that they're going to be eating strawberry yogurt. But when the lights were off, instead of strawberry yogurt, they gave them chocolate yogurt. And the lights were off because the color was obviously brown even though they probably could have colored it. Um, anyhow, so they gave people chocolate yogurt and they told them that it was, that they were evaluating strawberry yogurt. And what do you think happened? What do you, like, what do you think happened? People had no clue that they were eating chocolate yogurt and they said that, you know, that this strawberry yogurt was better than that strawberry yogurt. But the point was that it wasn't strawberry yogurt. And that happens because our tongue has only basic uh, flavors, like sour, sweet, uh, bitter, and the rest of the flavor, like whether that's strawberry or chocolate or mango, our brain makes out of the information available. And so when you tell people, but don't show them the color, that this yogurt is strawberry, they believe that this is strawberry is that much, that even when they eat chocolate yogurt, they still think it's strawberry yogurt. And so you can use it for good, guys. You can change that way, uh, eating habits of people around you, instead of telling them that, okay, let's do, I don't know, sugar-free, or uh, let's switch to stevia sweetened chocolate, or let's go for gluten-free noodles. Instead of telling them that, don't tell them, just cook them and tell them that it's, you know, their regular thing. And people might notice sometimes that it's, there is something different about that, but they, but they wouldn't be able to um, tell exactly what it was and they probably just say, you know, there is some new ingredient or something else. Um, 
You can also do the same with yourself to improve your own habits instead of eliminating things. Like a lot of my clients love eating something like muesli with yogurt in the morning. And so they realize that they need to eat less sugars. They also realize that most cereals have a lot of sugar in them. And also a lot of them would like to switch to plant-based yogurt. Um, and so instead of eliminating that breakfast muesli with yogurt, we just substitute things um, instead of some wheat or uh, oats based um, flakes. We have coconut flakes and we make usually our own mixes if nothing um, is available at the store. And then we add different nuts and seeds and instead of milk yogurt, we add some uh, coconut or other plant-based sugar-free yogurt and we add berries or dried fruits only for sweetness in some cases uh, depending you know low-carb keto or just regular um, healthier diet so anyhow we substitute and that is also a concept of stealth health basically when you hide healthy uh, food into its unhealthy um, alternative form so instead of regular muesli full of sugar and instead of regular yogurt uh, milk that doesn't work for a lot of people we use plant-based alternatives we use uh, coconut uh, flakes uh, instead of um, some grain based flakes and that works again it's always better to substitute than to eliminate uh, and uh, again don't be afraid to change things for the purpose of improving the eating habits of your loved ones. You know, the same as kids, tell them one thing, even if it's a completely different thing. Um, buy them, I don't know, some uh, stevia sweetened zevia soda instead of some sugar-full um, soda. And a lot of people and your kids including, you know, they won't even notice. And especially if you eat it yourself, you make amazing noises and faces, like you really love it and you just confirm it, your kids and your spouses and your boyfriends and friends and girlfriends will eat it and they won't notice a thing, guys. So do it. Another story too. Yeah, yesterday, guys, remember I told you about the story about uh, lemon jello and cherry jello that was offered uh, to uh, US soldiers and they didn't notice when they were eating lemon jello colored as cherry jello in red. Um, do your own experiments, guys. Do your experiments on yourself. <clears throat> Remove the labels for yourself, for people around you, for your family. Substitute unhealthy things like <clears throat> Again, regular pizza for cauliflower pizza, um, substitute regular noodles for shirataki noodles, uh, learn how to cook them, and you will not just improve your own habits uh, or habits, eating habits of people around you, but also you'll be able to enjoy your food and your days just as much. And the beauty of our food system, that's what I'm really excited about, is you can find alternative to almost anything. And that's exactly what's going to be happening. We're just going to be substituting ingredients for better ingredients, foods for better foods, foods that work better for our metabolism, our healthy eating behavior. Um, and the same, you know, goes for variety. Add variety to foods in a creative way that you'd like to be eating more and add less variety or remove variety from foods that you'd like to be eating less. And that works. Studies show, guys. If you don't believe me, get the book, read, and you'll be blown away of how 
not that smart our brain actually is but also it works it can work for us when we learn how to fool ourselves uh, so again today we talked about variety we talked we talked about um, hiding healthy foods into their unhealthy uh, alternatives masquerading um, you know our healthy foods into their counter unhealthy counterparts so you could also enjoy your food and eat healthy at the same time so that's it for today guys thank you for tuning in don't forget to share this episode with someone who wants to improve their eating habits but so far has been failing to do so so teach them this concept help them to do better and suffer less so share this podcast with this one person you believe it can um, really help i'd really appreciate that let's make it better and more joyful uh, and easier for everyone else around us teach someone something that uh, will make their life better so thank you for tuning in tomorrow we will learn uh, more uh, fascinating concepts uh, about our eating behavior and how we can use this concept to improve our own eating behavior so stay stay tuned tomorrow and as usual till next time eat better daily <laughs>